Hi everyone, this is Carla Sanzek from Up In Motion. I'm super excited to be part of the Strategy Mob Summit. Thanks so much to my new family, Strategy Mob and Jason Harris for uh, putting this summit together. We wanna bring you some great information that you can actually action off this year. And I'm gonna introduce myself a little bit and then we'll dive right into the presentation. So I started out in automotive when I was 22 years old. I was living out west. I was recruited by Michelin North America. Um, the reason why they recruited me is because I was a car head before I could even, you know, drive a car. And I came from Toyota Racing and I was a diehard when it came to mechanics and everything. So at the age of 22, I started working for Michelin and taking care of their BF Goodrich drag racing program. And uh, my nickname was the Drag Queen. So there you have it. Uh, so I was always a diehard. I even met my husband because of a car. Uh, and uh, we've been married for, you know, 25 years now. So I've worked at Auto Trader. And six years ago, I decided to start my own business and talk to dealers about lead management. Um, I was always on the supplier side, working with fixed operation, working in sales and pre-owned marketing, and always in the dealership. I've actually been in 1,500 dealerships in Canada and the U.S. over the last uh, 10 years. So six years ago, when I saw how people were answering their leads, when I saw how much money was being spent generating these leads, I just left and I started my own company so I could teach people how to put a better value proposition uh, at a distance, whether it's that email, text, video, any connection with the customer that was non-traditional. So six years, uh, 250 dealers trained, around 3,000 participants who are doing amazing. Dealers went from 7% conversion to sales over to 1415, and now my dealers are doing 20 to 25% conversion on sales. And my philosophy, just like the way I was trained, was to always set the stage for my participants. So today, what we're gonna talk about is becoming buyer-centric. So we hear these words in automotive, becoming buyer-centric, an e-commerce-like experience, uh, but what do they really mean, right? So if you think about becoming buyer-centric, the first word there is buyer, right? So it means centering everything we do when it comes to process, when it comes to before the sale, the financing, and even after the sale, in mind with the customer in mind first, right? So buyer centric, but who are these buyers? So that's what we thought we'd do today. We'd, you know, take a walk and take a look at the different generations of buyers in North America and see what makes them tick. You know, we wanna know what their preferences are so that we can make a better experience when they reach out to us. So we're gonna dive right in there and let's take a look at our generations and population currently. So there's different generations in the market. We've got Gen Z's. Gen Z's are my kids under the age of 25. They may not be the biggest part of the market right now, but they are up and coming. One thing about these guys, and if you do have kids yourself, you'll know that they're highly digital, right? They don't use the internet for research like other generations do. They use the internet for community. So community-based messaging, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all these places that dealers need to be now is to make sure that they have a visibility to this generation who is up and coming, probably our first time buyers, but they are very different from the first time buyers of five, 10, 15 years ago. We also have millennials. So millennials are between 25 and 39. Our friends, the millennials are turning 40 this year, next year. So not so young anymore. 
And last year, they represented about 40% of the, the vehicles sold in North America. So that's a huge chunk, right? And then we have Gen X. That's the generation I'm part of uh, between the ages of 40 and 55. I'm right there in the middle. Uh, Gen X, I mean, that's the generation that was going to access all these great jobs until, you know, the recession of 2008, 2009 hit and baby boomers decided to stay employed a little bit longer because their retirement portfolio didn't do so well when we had the last recession, right? So Gen X, we're talking about parents, we're talking about executives, uh, you know, the kids are older, the, the, the needs are different, and of course, uh, they do have more money than most generations, but of course, they also have a lot of financial responsibilities. So we're going to take a look at those guys. We're going to take a look at boomers as well, uh, because boomers, you know, 56 to 74, they're highly digital as well. Uh, if you take a look at even people over the age of 65, 80% of them have a social media account. So, you know, things are different now. Uh, boomers are connected. Boomers can access technology and they actually like it because in these times where human connections are not so uh, current, uh, the technology can, can help them stay connected with their family, with their uh, dealers, with the different businesses that they're uh, they're they're taking uh, in. So if we look at uh, post-boomers, those guys are 75 plus. Now that's my dad, you know, that still wants to buy a car, but needs to visit about six to seven dealers uh, before he pulls the trigger, more of a traditional process. Um, so that's what we have in the, in the, in the market right now. So these are the different kinds of buyers. So what I want to do with you is just walk you through their profiles, walk you through what their expectations are, what their frustrations are, of course, all in mind to make a better customer experience when you're interacting with them. So if we go through the presentation, let's take a look at our Gen Zs. So those born between the mid 90s and the early 2010s, uh, following millennials. But according to recent Adweek report, Gen Z are not millennial 2.0. Gen Z turns out is the first generation to be born completely in a digital world. If you look at Gen Z, the defining characteristics is that they are up and coming, but it's still largely an untapped market because these guys are going to be first time buyer. It doesn't mean that they need to be ignored because obviously we were, we want to think about our pipeline. We want to think about who's going to be, you know, coming in to buy our products. Eventually it's not always going to be that 45 year old average customer that spends $40,000 on a car. There's going to be a whole bunch of different people. And what I want to warn you about with Gen Z is definitely the fact that don't underestimate uh, their consumerism, because currently Gen Z make up for about 30% of all worldwide consumerism. So these guys have money. It may not be much, but they don't have financial responsibilities, so they can spend their money. So they are high consumers and high consumers online. So let's take a look at their profile together. So I've put a bunch of information together for you. We're going to look at their profile. We're going to look at the sources that they consult their frustrations, because when you know someone's frustrations, you can adapt your process to meet their needs. 
We're going to talk about their expectations and the challenges that you may face in the dealership in dealing with that generation. Now, we are talking about first-time buyers, but these guys are important. They are up and coming, and they are not from the same culture as millennials or Gen X. They are from the culture where they were born online, pretty much. And online is not really used for research purposes at first and foremost, but it's being used as community for these guys. So make sure that your community presence on social media for your dealership is strong because these guys are coming up and they're going to be buying soon. So if we look at their profile, so they're an excited first time buyer, which is fantastic. And I get this question a lot when I give trainings. Oh, I'm getting a lot of leads for, you know, as is pieces. I'm getting younger people, first time buyers. They're not really exciting to me as a salesperson. I want you to imagine the big picture when we talk about those guys, because when you sell a vehicle and as is first time buyer, you have an opportunity. You know, if you're able to make the experience just as amazing as if you were to sell a $40,000 car, and if you are to put in place a post-sale retention communication plan to keep these guys informed and to keep them at your dealership, chances are you're going to be selling them a car in 18 months, an additional one, and maybe their first car a few years down the road. So if you look at Gen Z, if you look at first-time buyers, that gives you the opportunity for probably three cars within the next five years. So I hope I'm giving you some incentive to really make sure that we treat those guys well so that we can you know, as an entry, bring them into our culture and keep in touch with them so that we can eventually sell them something that's a little bit more money, a little bit more reliable. Um, you know, they're looking at as is, they're looking at pre-owned, they probably have somebody shopping with them that's older. Uh, they're digital natives. Again, you know, when my daughter was two years old, she went to the mall with me and she was staring at the stores, the list of stores when you walk into a big shopping mall and she was trying to flip through the stores and didn't understand why that board wasn't moving, right? So these guys were really born into digital. From a very young age, they know how to navigate. Uh, they're shifting from public transit to mobility. And what we see this year is that, you know, mobility, public transit, ride sharing, that took a, dose night, a nosedive, right? Um, a year ago or so, people did not want to be close to each other. So a lot of the people that were considering rideshare, considering public transit, these customers are entry into the automotive market because everybody's this year wants safety and convenience and Gen Z is no different. Um, the pandemic really has defined their purchasing and, sh and shopping journey. And that's amazing because you know, they, have, they are influenced by what's happening online. They are influenced by community. The sources that they consult, of course, are 95% digital. They leave a little bit of maybe a 5% so that they can consult family, of course, somebody older that'll give you them advice. But most of the time, their formative information is done online. They get validation from communities. So not just reviews, but, you know, whatever your dealership is involved with when it comes to, you know, benevolent activities, charity work. You know, these things, these kids uh, care about that stuff. So you need to put it out there so that you grab their attention. Uh, video is at the forefront. I mean, they watch video. Did you know that 50% of the internet traffic on this planet is video watching? These guys watch video for everything, whether it's to cook an omelet, whether it's to, you know, uh, find out how to hook up their new gaming station. So video is really the way they learn and embrace technology. 
and they value online information about how dealership contributes to the community. So they are very much community-based, and if we want to position our dealership as part of the community, as a place that employs, you know, 50 to 200 families, we need to put it out there for these guys to see that, you know, this is a fun experience and that dealing with us here is really like dealing with your neighbor and family. So that's important to Gen Z. Some of the frustrations that they have, it's, well, how they're treated, right? You can remember when you were 19, 20 years old, walking into a store and people thinking, that person's not going to buy anything. Uh, so that's a frustration for them. And that's why I invite you to take a look at the big picture when you're dealing with those guys. Because again, if they're buying a $3,000 car from you and you keep the relationship going, these guys are going to be buying a $9,000 car from you in 18 months. They're going to be buying maybe their first new car when they get to their early 20s. And if you keep that relationship going, you can sell much more uh, to this generation and, and as an entry into the market. So what are their expectations when it comes to the automotive process? Well, they want a 90-10 process, right? So they don't want to take you out of the equation, but they would rather do most of their research, most of their surfing online. Interactions, text, email, probably mostly text. That's how these guys communicate. So looking you know, forward into automotive, these guys are very much a, you know, help me 90% of the time overcome any obstacles, whether it's financing, whether it's uh, selecting options, whether it's getting an extended warranty, help me with this at a distance, and then I'll have everything so that I can come in and do the final steps in your dealership. So we know that customers used to start their journey with us, but it's just not so anymore. And the more and younger they are, the more activities online they're going to want to do. Uh, your genuine care, like this is fun for them. Can you remember that first car? Can you remember the excitement? I mean, you need to show the enthusiasm when you're dealing with this generation because, you know, car means freedom and it still does. It, it, it did 100 years ago and it does today. So for people who are entering into the market, this is a very exciting time. So you got to bring the game when it comes to creating a great experience, especially with young people, because you want retention. Retention is our goal. Um, they only trust brands that offer transparency. They're not the negotiating generation. Um, seamless online integration with every aspect of the sale, whether it's selecting options, whether it's getting financing, like they want to do this with you. They want a human being behind the process, but they want to be able to do it at a distance. That's why your communications are so important. Um, we also talk about them wanting to be part of the community. So we know that dealership position themselves as a family now. Welcome to the family. We're going to have your back. We're going to have your back in service. We're going to keep in touch with you after the sale. We seem to ignore this customer a little bit because of the low revenue of that initial sale. But that's a real mistake because, you know, just like millennials are turning 40 this year, these guys are growing up in the formative years of uh, automotive is what's going to set their loyalty, what's going to set their expectations. So you have a very important job when it comes to these guys. 
you look at the challenges that uh, these customers are facing and that you're facing in dealing with these customers is that they are cross shoppers, right? They're not set on the brand yet. They are not Toyota people or GM people or, you know, convertible people or truck people. They don't know who they are. They just want to get into the market. So they will cross shop and you can't see that as an insult because, of course, if you walk in their shoes and remember who you were when you were actually looking for that first car is that, you know, you want to entertain many different brands. You want to entertain many different dealers as well. So cross shopping, Toyota, Honda, GM, Dodge, all these comparisons, these customers are making their formative uh, years into the buying journey. And so they are cross shoppers and we have to be ready for that. Um, they have a smaller budget. We talked about that. Smaller budget means uh, sometimes not being super excited when you're a salesperson dealing with this. But again, take a look at the big picture. Three cars for these guys in the next five years. Is it going to be at your dealership? That's what you got to ask yourself. Uh, looking to belong, right? Like they really want to belong. So anything you're doing in social, any drives you're doing for charity, any you know, uh, campaigns that, that are fun, uh, where people get to share photos, where people get to, you know, get involved with the process is a super winner for this generation. They have a short attention span. You know, I have three of these at home and I'll tell you now, like attention span is roughly eight minutes. So, you know, you've got to deliver information to them fast. It's got to be concise, uh, because they are, you know, just coming into this market and, they want you to engage with them. Engage with me or lose me. So, you know, waiting an hour to respond to a lead, that generation is just not going to wait for us, right? Like they have no patience. They don't understand that, you know, we may be busy or there's a snowstorm and all the guys are shoveling the lot or whatever it is. So that's why we haven't responded to their lead. You know, they're in the world of instant gratification. So, you know, response times, brief communication with great information, supported by video. That's what we recommend when it comes to Gen Z's. Let's take a look now at our millennials. So after Gen Z, we have our millennials, which are now 25 to 39. The older millennials are going to be turning 40 this year. Um, not sure if they're going to be too many parties this year for turning 40, but let's take a look at that generation. Um, they look at those happy millennials, you know, back in the day where they can get together, uh, where they can go camping, where they can, you know, be close to each other. This is a photo pre-pandemic, obviously. Um, half of millennials now have kids. So, you know, they're not so young anymore. So 50% of millennials have kids. Um, and they're much in the prime of their life, right? The formative years have passed. They really are getting into their own with career, with family, with home establishment. They know what they want. They know what they don't want. They don't want people to waste their time. Uh, data shows that people in their early 30s tend to change vehicles much more often than the older generation. So that's also the three to five year mark for the millennials. So maintaining that post-sale relationship is going to be important with millennials and making it so that, you know, the relationship is highly digitized through digital communication is the way to keep them in the loop until it's time to sell the next vehicle. So um, they're highly educated and they're career driven. So let's take a look at their profile together, shall we? So the millennial shopper profile, 
So freedom and lifestyle. Remember our parents, they wanted warranty, they wanted safety, they wanted convenience. Well, those guys, freedom and lifestyle is at the core of their purchase journey. So they're on their third car on average, so it's not their first rodeo. And 60% of those guys are women. So women will expect a different kind of process, much more transparent process. And women don't really want to be sold, by the way. Um, they're brand switchers. Like they switch based on their needs, right? They will go from a minivan to an SUV because they've driven three minivans having their kids that young and now they need something a little bit more sleek even if they're sacrificing on the room so they are brand switchers they will gravitate towards vehicles that offer options based on their needs and lifestyle and brand is important but not as much as the older generation so they are impatient so we do need to bring the game quite quickly with high quality to these guys and they are highly digital and mobile so most of the time when you communicate with a millennial they're going to be getting your communication on their phone. So you have to optimize, make sure that you're not too long-winded because these guys' attention span is actually quite low. If we look at the sources that they consult, 88% of the sources are digital. So that's the second highest after uh, Gen Zs. They get validation from reviews, but we all do, don't we? I mean, but Gen, the millennials particularly, because if you think about it, nobody in their right mind would either go to a resort, a restaurant, plan a wedding anniversary for their parents without checking the place's review first to make sure that they're actually going to have a great experience. So they're very, very review driven. And one of the tricks I like to give my salespeople when I train is that at delivery, that's the great opportunity to ask for that Google review or Facebook review, right? The customer's on high, the customer's super happy, chances are you did a good job, you brought them to delivery. Make sure that you take that hype that they're experiencing and communicate with them that you'll be sending them, if they would be so kind, to give you a review on their experience uh, through email or text later on today. It'll take them 15 seconds and they can talk about their experience. Millennials love to talk about their experiences. 76% will watch videos, and in fact, 75% uh, of them actually said that the video is what made them decide to buy the car or not. So using video in your communication strategy, it's a non-negotiable anymore, guys. We've been talking about video for five, six years now. You know, you look at YouTube when it comes to car shopping, and every year we've got 200% more people going online, looking at cars, looking at accessories, looking at characteristics of the car so that they get to know, you know, that those pulling ratios or towing ratios or, or, you know, how does the sensing system work? Millennials are very interested in that side of the business and they want it delivered by video. So make sure that you have video as part of your strategy. Um, they will actually, these guys will do more dealer visits than we think. So in 2020, the average visits uh, were around 1.5, especially since we couldn't really get anywhere. Uh, but these guys usually visit three dealerships. So it's quite high compared to the median population. And on average, they're gonna do two test drive. So let's take a look at some of their frustrations here. Well, the traditional sales process, right? That process where they send an email out to us and they ask for a question and we answer by saying, when can you come in, right? So 
little trick for you guys out there. When somebody reaches out to you on digital, they are making a statement. They are really saying to you, I'm not ready to come in yet. So millennials are very much like that. So traditional sales process where we've been taught to slow down the customer, bring them in, have them do more of those steps in store, that's gone now. And if anybody hasn't ripped off that Band-Aid in the last 18 months, well, you know, we need to take them out back and probably beat them up behind the shed. <laughs> so they're time sensitive, so they are busy. So response time, quality information, doing what you're going to, you know, say to them when it comes to getting back to them, getting them transparent information. 60% of them had a negative experience at a dealer previously. So that's quite high, right? So we do need to change their perspective when it comes to what we're doing. Uh, price difference between OEM and dealer is also a frustration. They're doing built-in price when the kids go to bed and then they reach out to you and you're either not giving them a price or you're giving them the price that has nothing to do with what they saw online. There's a disconnect there, right? So when we talk about transparency, we talk about congruency. So whatever they see out there needs to reflect what you're going to be sending to them so that trust can be established, right? Their expectations. So... 80-20 process. So no, they're not all looking to click a button and buy a car without you. They want a strong professional human being behind the technology, whether it's by text, whether it's by email, FaceTime, video, they value you as an advisor, but they want to be able to deal with you online, right? So 80-20 process. So 80% of the process, whether it's the trade evaluation, financing, selecting options, selecting packages, they would much rather we do this with them at a distance so that when they come in, it's just a matter of a test drive, signing a few documents, confirming, and then these guys are gonna pull the trigger. I'm sure you've noticed in the last few months that if a customer makes it to your showroom, they're pretty much 80% ready to pull the trigger. And that's because more and more people are doing some of that research online and getting over the typical obstacles online. So 40% are willing to pay more to skip the dealer. So when they wanna skip the dealer, it's because they wanna do these steps at a distance. It's not because they don't wanna deal with people. In fact, millennials love interacting with people. They just love to interact with people according to their preferred method of communication. So that's a great liner for you. You know, what would be your preferred method of communication? Try to include that in, in your email communication, your text communication, your video communication, so that we really serve up an experience based on the customer. After all, that's what being buyer-centric is all about. Um, response time is very important to them. You know, as most people in North America who are around the ages of 45, 50, they really want an answer within the hour. These guys, they really want an answer within 10 minutes. So, you know, there's a difference between the values of each generation and certainly response time for this one is quite huge. Transparency through digital communication. You know, they're used to finding out absolutely everything online. And, and really, if you think about it, right now, you and I could Google what a piece of land costs in Russia and we would probably get it. So why is it that these millennials are frustrated? Is because when they reach out to us, transparency doesn't seem to be top of mind 
for who, whoever is dealing with the situation. So transparency through communication, through pricing examples, through uh, the difference between having a 24-month term and a 60-month term or 72-month terms, interest rate differences. You need to bring that game. You need to bring that transparency and you need to do it before they come in. They want a seamless experience from web to showroom. So when we talk about seamless, what does it mean? It means moving from one activity to the other without any drop in quality. So we've invested a lot, right, on our sites. Uh, we've got interaction on there. We've got photos. We've got incentives. We've got great navigation. You know, we're getting better and better at our digital real estate, right? Um, but once they reach out to us, they, they find a gap. They find a gap where most people want to, you know, either talk to them on the phone or bring them into the dealer because it's easier to do it that way. These guys won't have any of that. So, you know, whatever you do well in person, whatever you've done well and all the skills that you've learned in this industry, whether you've been in it 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you need to build on those skills and bring that game to the digital communication. If we look at the challenges that these guys have, well, they're cross shoppers. Again, they, they don't look at brands the way older generations do. You know, does this brand have the options that I'm looking for to fit my lifestyle? And what is their lifestyle? They're young parents, they're young executives. So, you know, a lot of them are, are going towards SUVs and trucks and things like this, but, but they are looking more at what options does the vehicle offer to fit my lifestyle versus, you know, I'm going to buy a Ford or, you know, I'm going to go for a Toyota. So, you know, their needs are really driving the brands that they're considering and that's why they're cross shopping. They're two times more likely to disappear if you don't respond on time. So these guys are gone quick, quite fast, right? But they do have a 20% loyalty, right? So as dealerships right now, our goal, of course, is acquisition, but our goal is also retention, right? Because you've already spent money on that customer. You've already sold that customer. So retaining that customer is actually cost effective. So with just a few actions after the sales, keeping the relationship going, you're ensuring that the next time the customer finds themselves in a situation where they're aware that they wanna start shopping for a vehicle, then you've got a relationship going with them from before so that you can propose products going forward. So these are the challenges for our millennials. And again, in 2020, these guys made up for 40% of all vehicles sold. So that's quite a big chunk of change. When we switch over to the next generation, well, here they are, our friends, our friends Gen X, right? Who doesn't remember that? Uh, I'm 47, so I remember watching these shows and when I was a young adult, and I remember being in training sessions where they talked about, oh, Gen X, for, for people I worked with at Michelin, Gen X was the young generation because some of these guys had come from the plants, um, and you know, they were in their fifties and things like that. So we were kids to them, but you know, look at us now between 40 and 55, uh, different kind of buying process at that point, right? So if we look at their profiles, this is kind of like looking in a mirror a little bit for me. Uh, let's take a look at their profiles. So, you know, lifestyle, luxury, those are a driver for them as well. Luxury become comes into play when you're a little bit older, when your kids are 
you know, on their way to leave the house or university, you want to treat yourself. So this is the generation that's in there. If we look at last fall, a lot of luxury vehicles sold simply because people couldn't really spend their money in that generation doing anything like traveling or, uh, you know, visiting family abroad. So they invested in luxury because that was a way to make themselves feel good. So lifestyle and luxury is a driver for these guys as well. A life event, right? So we talk about life event, whether it's changing jobs, getting married, uh, getting divorced, uh, having kids, kids moving in, kids moving out. Life event will trigger the journey in 50% of the cases for these guys. They're time sensitive as well. Um, you know, they are busy. They are at the busiest point of their life right now. When you're between 40 and 55, your kids are no longer babies, but there's, you know, small kids, small problems, big kids, big problems. So, you know, they're very busy in terms of career, in terms of family, in terms of running the household, and their financial responsibilities are actually higher than the other generation. So, you know, when you talk to a Gen Xer, or, or when you're dealing with them as a customer, you know, don't assume that because they are a VP in a company that they're rolling in dough. <laughs> they have a lot of financial responsibilities. So, you know, again, those guys are not buying a $48,350 car. They are buying a payment of $793 bi-weekly. So that's the mindset you gotta be in when it comes to those customers. So if we look at the sources that they consult, well, uh, digital is 70%, so that's quite high, but they also rely on the dealer. So this is the most loyal generations in terms of our sales, right? Like they really want to be taken care of, they really want a great experience, and that post-sale relationship, whether it's through service and hopefully through sales as well, is what's going to make them you know, go forward and change their vehicles. So you have a high ability with this generation to influence the next purchase, but you're only gonna do that if you kept the relationship going. The great news is you don't have to go golfing with them to keep the relationship going now. You can do it through digital strategy. You can do it through digital communication. Drop them a line once in a while, a little video once in a while. Send them a video of the new product, the 2021 version of you know, they're driving a 2018, you wanna show what's new. You know, you need to keep in touch with these guys so that the next vehicle you have influence over. Uh, they get validations through reviews as well. I mean, who doesn't, right? Like 80% of people, 90% of people read reviews and about 80% of people trust them. So whether it's for a hairdresser, whether it's for a car dealership, whether it's for a restaurant, people really put their trust in review. Reviews are the new word of mouth, if you wanna talk about it that way. Video enriches their journey. You know, last year, about 10 million people in Canada started watching YouTube on their television. So there's also the, you know, the evolution of video that it's no longer just something that you watch on your phone, it's also something that you share with the family. So video enriches their journey, make sure that's part of your process. If we look at their expectations, well, they're expecting a 70-30 process, not as high as the millennials, which were at 80-20, or the Gen Zs, which were at 90-10, but certainly a 70-30. So they're expecting an e-commerce-like experience. It doesn't mean they wanna click a button and just get the vehicle delivered. Some of them do, and hopefully you can identify those guys and make that experience cater to them, but they really want 
you know, people connections, but at a distance. So anything you're doing with these guys will have to be virtual, whether you're evaluating the current vehicle they're driving, whether you're, you know, comparing leasing to financing, whether you're talking about your CPO program and the advantages of certification, you're gonna have to do that at a distance so that you convince them that the last few steps are gonna happen in dealership or not. Because from what I see, a lot of dealers that have evolved are even bringing that car to the customer, right? Like 20 years ago, if you were in dealership and you know your boss asked you where you were going and you had a bunch of keys in your hands, well, I'm gonna go bring a vehicle to a customer's work so that he can demo it. They thought you were crazy, right? I mean, no longer is that crazy. Response time is important to them. Uh, full transparency. Like they are the generation that invented marketing, right? So don't try to sell those guys, right? They're confident. They, it's not their first rodeo. So, you know, they want full transparency. They don't want to be, um, you know, sitting there and, and guessing if, if that's the MSRP or is that's the final price. They want clear communication and they don't want to be sold. Again, they want it to be seamless from showroom, from digital to showroom. Again, being seamless, not having any quality drop off when they are going from online to a phone call or an email or even walking in, that quality's gotta stay as high as the real estate digital you're projecting out there. Uh, emphasis on after sales. You know, these are customer relation-based generations, right? Like this generation, you know, is a generation of customer service. It's the generation of marketing, right? You can't really sell those guys. You have to facilitate a transaction for those guys. You have to advise, you have to be consultative with those guys. If we look at some of their frustrations, traditional sales process, again, again, and I know you've learned it. I know your dealerships probably invested thousands of dollars over the year to get that sales proposition just right. But that sales proposition has moved from your office to the web. So you're gonna have to do what you do well in person, online with these guys. About half of them are frustrated during a dealer visit. You know, can't find the car, the car is not clean, the keys are nowhere to be found. Make sure that when you have one of these guys coming in in the last few steps of decision-making that your game face is on when it comes to your inventory, right? They don't wanna waste time. Uh, price difference between OEM and dealership again. So I know this is hard and I know a lot of customers have this frustration and I know that the manufacturer doesn't include PDI and, and delivery charges and things like this, but this is where your communication skills come into play when you're presenting a pricing or when you're presenting a certain payment versus another. Um, let's take a look at their challenges. Well, they're skeptical. Yeah, they are the skeptical generation. Uh, these guys were super excited in 2008, 2009, they were going to access all the high-end executive jobs that the people who were just about to retire were having. Well, guess what? The recession made so that the older generation after them kept all those jobs. So they're still kind of in limbo when it comes to, uh, to that. So they are skeptical. Uh, so you have to win them over and the way to win them over is through being genuine, through communicating well. When you tell a customer the car's at the body shop, you should be giving them a call at three o'clock when it comes back. If it's not back at three o'clock, you better call that customer at three o'clock, right? Like these are very strong customer service people. 
They want a seamless experience from web to showroom and they want you to have product knowledge. Now, everybody needs product knowledge. That doesn't mean that, you know, you go into the characteristic and all the details and you're doing a full hood to trunk with these people, but certainly asking questions about what's important to them, why they're making the change, what's their timeline when it comes to changing a vehicle. These are going to make them feel like you're catering to them uniquely. Okay, and they are high maintenance. So I'm high maintenance. I'm a Gen Xer. Ask my husband. But really, high maintenance means high level of customer service. You can't just sell these guys, create a great experience, and then just contact them three years later when it's time for their lease to maybe, you know, be flipped over, right? They're going to think, you know, where were you three years ago, right? So, you know, customer relationship, having digital tools now enables us to make sure that those relationships are maintained. You know, within 10 minutes, you can sit at your desk and send 50 customer a hello or a video on the new launch of the Elantra or whatever it is. And that creates engagement, right? So you want to be able to always be in contact with Gen X buyers, with all your buyers. If we look at baby boomers, I mean, these guys are digital as well, right? 80% uh, of them have social media accounts, mostly on Facebook. So that's where they are. Um, they're born during post-World War, baby boom. They rejected and redefined traditional values. Those were the hippies that we saw at Woodstock, you know. They became executives in the 80s. They became our VPs and presidents in the 90s and early 2000s. And as a result of incredible advances in technology, baby boomers uh, are the last people to generate things like looking up a topic in an encyclopedia. Um, making a Christmas list using the Sears catalog, right? Taking to an operator by dialing zero. That generation remembers that using a rotary phone. So they've come a long way um, and they are highly digital. If you think about when we launched the iPad uh, probably 12, 15 years ago, the biggest purchasers of that touch technology was the baby boomers because all of a sudden technology became accessible. It became easy. So they like technology. They just don't like it to be complicated, right? So you're going to have to, you know, verbalize, simplify, and just base it on what they're looking for, right? Anything too complicated, like lane change for a baby boomer, lane change sensing is, you know, not a good thing if you're not explaining it and they leave your lot and they don't know what's happening. So make sure you explain the technology. You may have to disable some of the technology in your vehicle for these guys. Uh, but remember, um, they are navigating social media. They are online. Uh, so you can maintain the relationship with them post-sale using digital tools to make sure you keep them engaged. So let's look at their profile of our silver surfers. So mobility and re reliability. Mobility is very important to them. When you get older in years, you wanna make sure you stay mobile because that's your freedom, right? My father-in-law passed away a few years ago at the age of 88, and he's the one that saw horse-drawn carriages in the streets of downtown Montreal when he was a kid. And now, uh, you know, he's having a conversation with me about automotive. And one of the things he said just blew me away was, I really wish autonomous driving came further in technology. I really wish we had it so that I could still be out there. So, you know, silver surfers, baby boomers, they want to be mobile. Um, they don't want their cars taken away and they want to make sure that they still have a great experience. 
they're digitally social. So they don't necessarily, you know, they use the internet to research, but they also use the internet to socialize because now, by now, their kids have moved out, their grandkids, you know, they're using Zoom, they're using FaceTime, they're using WhatsApp to visually connect with people. So if you can offer that transparency through video to this generation, that's an absolute winner. Um, they're very loyal. They're extremely loyal, right? But they expect a high level of customer service because they are the age that they are. They've got skin in the game, right? Like they need that respect and, and absolutely uh, are asking about it from, from the dealership's perspective. Uh, they have the highest disposable income, but tell you what, these guys are actually about to do the largest wealth transfer in history. And it's not gonna go to Gen X, it's going to go to millennials and Gen Zs. So again, my generation completely skipped over, but hey, that's okay. Um, lower financial responsibility, but also could be downsizing. We see a lot of baby boomers interested in electrification, right? Uh, we see a lot of them interested in simpler technology, maybe downsizing the vehicle in terms of size, but going higher luxury, right? Let's take a look at the sources that they consult. So they spend about 27 hours a week online. Like that's huge, right? Um, they rely on family and friends, people's experiences. They love video. They really love video. Um, they love seeing people, right? If you look at their expectations, that's where we flip it around. That's going to be a 30-70 process. So they will look online. They'll go to the manufacturer's site. They'll take a look at some reviews on Facebook. Uh, you know, they'll talk to their family and friends. But they prefer to come in. So they prefer to have that full experience. But you know, don't think that they'd be starting their search. Nobody starts their search at the dealership anymore unless you're the one that brings that customer to say, hey, you have an existing car with us. I could lower your payment with the new incentives that we have. I'd love to do an equity check-in. When can we get together on the phone so that we can run the numbers? You know, those guys, they want a high level of customer service and the loyalty is absolutely there for you to grab. Um, they wanna be recognized. I mean, these guys have been at it a long time. They've pretty much built our society alongside with older generations, so they are entitled to respect. But they do love technology, but they love simplified technology. Uh, product knowledge. I mean, you can't just bring the game with enthusiasm to these guys. You've got to have product knowledge because that's what they respect. If you look at their pr frustration, they're still working. Well... Thank you, 2008 recession. These guys are still out there, 50% of them in the work field because their retirement plans of 10 years ago didn't quite work out with the market crashes that we had. But we know all about this in automotive, guys. We get hit over the head every 10 years or so with either a recession or a crazy uh, event. So we know how to build back up. If we look at the challenges of this generation, they are doing a wealth transfer. So they wanna spend, but they don't wanna go full luxury because they are thinking that they're gonna be helping their kids, you know, put their own kids through university or maybe deposit uh, uh, some amount of money on a first house. So they're there to help and they're actually transferring some of that excess money over to the younger generation. Um, they keep the car much longer, right? So they're not going to flip. They're not going to be like the millennials and going three to four years or Gen Z's going in for an entry-level vehicle and changing it in 18 months. 
um, they are going to be sticking with that car quite longer. But post-sale relationship is very important to these guys as well. Technology, they like technology, but not too much, right? Like some of these vehicles, even for me today, is kind of crazy, right? Like I'm a driver, I used to race, and to have things automated for me is just such a huge negative thing. Uh, and, and it's the same thing when it comes to our silver surfer, the baby boomer. So 82% of them, again, have a social media account and they have a strong tendency to Facebook. 41% uh, of baby boomers say workers uh, should stay with the same employer for five years. So you see how our generation, when you're with the same employer for two, three years, it counts as loyalty. Well, they don't see it that way, right? They, they, they have a different values when it comes to this. So here they were, all the generations in the market, becoming buyer-centric, knowing about these guys ahead of time, what their expectations are, what kind of experience they're looking for will enable you to bring up your game when it comes to digital communication, processing your dealership. And that's what it's all about, right? Becoming buyer-centric. So there's our buyers, the different generations. We're not gonna talk about post-boomers. Post-boomers are over the age of 75 and they're on one of their last vehicles. That is not the source of growth for your dealership going forward but really pay attention to these generations. These, this data is available to us and that's what usually we use to drive campaigns, make better digital marketing decision, but we can also use this data for the people side of the business to cater a great experience when each of these generations come in. So I hope you enjoyed this. It was so much fun presenting this to you and getting you into the mindset in 2021 and beyond, becoming buyer-centric is all about the customer. So getting to know them a little more every time with all their little, you know, intricities, that's only going to be an advantage for you when it comes to acquiring more pipelines. So wishing you a great time and enjoy the summit. We love it and hopefully it brings you tons of value.